crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Just join us. Last time on Binge Watchers podcast, you know, I was considering just throwing a co-host under the bus right now. Actually, I'm kidding about that part. You know, shit happens when you do a live show. We had a mic go down and it created kind of a feedback loop last week. So every once in a while, that episode sounded like we were recording from the Bat Cave, but Reverb was a real bitch in editing. Uh, my reaction was pretty nuclear, followed by ten minutes of Bowie and some crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i want a crying meme john or like a, a oh, meme of you crying, well, yeah you're the i just want to know what bowie you, you go ahead meme me all crying the only uh, want i might do it um but before we delve into tonight's movie let's hit those uh home video headlines that everybody loves um without giving this movie away if it's possible we'll do a mini review right now of this brand new movie called pg psycho gorman We'll try not to spoil it for you, even though that's, that's our reputation, but it's from one of the creators of the horror movie, The Void. It looks like Shudder is like a distribution partner or like a production partner on the movie, but essentially it's a horror movie. Um, a bratty little girl and her very loyal brother dig up an ancient alien overlord. He's supposed to destroy the universe, but he gets stuck under their control and uh, zany chaos ensues, I guess is what you could say the movie's about. Yeah. Um and the, the town townsfolks are at their mercy, right? Um I liked it a lot. What do you think, Dave? Um, well, I watched it twice in the span of this weekend, so that should tell you something. Oh um, I wow. love this movie. Oh Dave, why don't you why don't wait, you tell the wait, audience wait, what you called it the first time, Dave? Dave, why don't you say why don't you just tell the, the fans at home what you said pre show? About about what the podcast should be about, the movie we should talk about for a whole episode. Oh, I well, agree. I mean, I this agree. is not the main feature of the show, but like, I, I'm more excited to talk about this than the main feature of the show this week. Like, I loved this movie. Same like, here. <laughs> um, this is like the best like '90s kids show with a lot of gore that was never made, and I love it so much. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Uh, Nick, what do you think? I had such a fun time with this. You know, like it, it was almost like she had like her little Terminator, like John Connor did. You know, I, I I really had a great time with this. The effects were great. I loved every time he talked to the kids, and he had some crazy comment to come back. <laughs> <laughs> he always said, "I'm going to kill you," but he can't do it. <laughs> it's so funny. I do not like hunky boys. Yes, do I. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good, man. I really, I this is way. I I don't. Well, I, I won't. Well, yeah, it's I, too I early. Good. It's only January, but this is already like top of my list so far this year. Yeah, um, of twenty twenty one movies. Bold statement. Me, me too. All right, fair enough. Uh, Adam, your your thoughts quickly on this uh, uh, four man movie. Undeniably fun, and mm. uh, I have to say, like uh, the filmmakers seem like they went back to their like Manborg roots. And try and figured out how to make that work after making a really serious uh, horror film. 
the boy. Well, the, uh, which is like one of my favorites from last year. The 90s rotoscoping Power Rangers-esque special effects worked really well with all the bloodshed. Yeah. Know? And that's what they're comparing yeah. it to, like a, a an unrated Power Rangers romp through the universe kind of deal. Um, yeah, check it out, everybody. It's on demand right now. Um, I assume at some point, because Shudder was, was a partner, they're probably going to put it on their platform at some point. Um, mm. Now, uh, let's get into this. They dropped a trailer today, the full first trailer, whatever, for Godzilla vs. Kong, which is like a remake. I mean, they made one in the 60s, but this is the new MonsterVerse for the Godzilla movies and Kong. They're, they're crossing the franchises again. And they officially, you know, put it right out there in the trailer that Godzilla's the villain again. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on that one, Nick? Oh, I, I love it. I, I'm actually excited to see what Adam, uh, what is it, Ringar? What was his? I forgot his last name, but the director. Um, Wingard. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he do the guest? Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I love that director. So I'm really fascinated to see what he does with uh, Godzilla vs King Kong. I think it looks great. I'm excited. I would I would have loved to have seen it in the theater. I guess that's my one complaint. You know, this seems like a theater well, movie, not a home video movie. We could well, set up a theater in your home. That's I guess the so. next, that's the next big thing. But, <laughs> I know, that just right. goes back to the streaming argument, right? Like, which for yeah. me, again, I don't care. Like, I like I love home video, and like I I cared more about VHS and DVD disappearing than I do about like movies playing in the theater. But I know. Dave's gonna harp a bone on this one because he's a he's a theater boy, wants to sit there in those bucket seats and somebody's sticky Coca Cola stains, and he wants to sit there with his popcorn, watch it on the big screen, you know. But well, uh, both, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my my harp is this: like they made Godzilla the villain in the last one, and it's so basically Kong is America, Godzilla is Japan. It's it's almost the same nationalist argument, you know. Here here's Kong, here's Godzilla. Um. Mm. In the, the new movies, Godzilla hasn't been the villain. He's been duking it out with other titans, as they call yeah. all these big monsters. <laughs> and but they're saying he's got like uh, something up his something something's bothering him, so he's like out of control. You know, like he's in heat or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like something's <laughs> pissing Godzilla off or whatever, so he's a little out of his mind. But uh, crazy, whatever. Crazy Godzilla. Yeah. Um, do we hit everybody? Did everybody get a chance to talk about Godzilla? Or, Adam, or like, Adam? I don't like Godzilla being the villain at, as yeah. kind of a, I'm a Godzilla fan. And I feel, I I was rooting for Godzilla in the old movie. Yeah. It's like hard to watch by modern standards. You just kind of mm. have to imagine you're a kid. I mean, I still remember that from like arguing in elementary school who ought to win. And I was like, some kid spoiled it for me. A little Johnny spoiler. And I didn't he, do it. I don't even know you. I, I know it wasn't you, but it was some other little Johnny spoiler. Johnny you know spoiler. what I mean? Just a euphemism, okay? Yeah. So, like, was he so a, in this kid, a butterfinger hitting on girls? Oh, you know he was. You know yeah. he was. And he was like, oh, yeah, man. Like, you know, yeah. King Kong wins. Ha, ha, ha. You know, I was like, no, that's got to be a lie. There's no way. You know, I just had, I mean, he's got the atomic breath. You know? It's just, oh, dude. I get it. I'm going to ruin part of the trailer now. Yeah, the, that part King looks Kong, awesome. They give King Kong a battle axe, and his battle axe absor- absorbs the atomic fire that, that Godzilla spits out, and then he hits Godzilla with it. So take that, right. Godzilla. <laughs> so apparently, I didn't know the giant apes that King Kong is descended from apparently are involved in tool construction. 
Are they related to the apes in 2001? That's what I'm saying. He walks up to the door. I think the humans gave it to him. Watch the trailer closely. King Kong puts his hand on a door that has his paw print on it. The door opens. And there's a perfectly constructed battle axe that looks like it was forged somewhere, you know? The so humans like, have obviously dressed King Kong up to display him, hmm. and they gave him an axe, which is just ridiculous. He, should not, he shouldn't even know how to use it. Does he speak English, too? He might. I well, at the end of the trailer, he's filing taxes and applying for citizenship, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope at some point he's, like, throwing barrels like Donkey Kong. Just, why not? It's funny that it's, and it has to be in that order too. Um, so if, then, God, if if Godzilla's the villain, does that mean that King Kong is going to win? Yeah, but I, you, basically, you already know the ending. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, what I mean, if it's a verse battle, you know, usually right. No, no, I mean, has no. to win, right? Does Japan get destroyed? There's another monster. There's a third <laughs> monster that. The trailer may or may not have revealed. That's what's going to happen. And they're going to team up, they, and they know team up, and then and yeah. then uh, and then they have sex. Do they? Wait, what? No. What? And then they have <laughs> is, like is egg, the little version? hybrid egg babies of giant monster, like half lizard, half Kong. I don't know. Many people <laughs> have thought Godzilla is asexual, and in the seventies, it had that little talking lizard son. Oh yeah. But nobody knows how it got there. So, are you speculating that? It's a half Godzilla month. is absolutely female. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Well, I yeah. don't know. We're not going to talk about the sexuality of giant monsters for too much longer. Oh, uh, come on. Well, he's, he's, a, <laughs> he's, I get he's like a frog. He, he's a frog. He can change. <laughs> well, I think it laid eggs in like the 98 one with Matthew Broderick, if I remember yep. right. You are well, right, so yeah. There's only female on that one. That one's a female. Yeah. But that isn't canon, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So just whatever giant lizard comes up from the deep, they just call Godzilla. It's a, oh, it's a big lizard. It's Godzilla. Oh, so now you're getting into like the Japanese series where there's been three different Godzillas. Like it's the same. It's not the same life form. It's like a, a different one. Could, yeah. yeah, it could be, you know, a male one, a female one. The ch- the son of Godzilla. How would you we know? make it to tonight's movie? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> We could spend an hour on PG Gorman. We could spend an hour hey, on Godzilla movies. Hey, hey, I wouldn't mind doing that. Over, I'm just saying. What? what getting? You doing like the Godzilla run? Or the uh, PG Gorman? Oh, maybe. Gorman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, um, we can always wish. Okay. Uh, Dave <laughs> found this thing because, like, we recently did an episode on Alienation. Right back in the day, we we revisited, rewatched the Alienation movie, and then discussed our love for the Alienation show. Um. We brought up that, you know, Disney scooped up all the Fox properties, including Alienation. There was a reboot on the table, and then it disappeared. We were speculating something. I think we hit on, touched on, you know, what if Disney Plus scooped it up, possibly made a miniseries. And then Dave, clicking into Facebook Messenger a little while ago, some late-breaking news here. He uh, found an article about Jeff Nichols, who had written the reboot, and then he preemptively turned his script into a 10 episode miniseries, which is, that's pretty cool. So we were kind of right. Like yeah. they're going to probably lean into a miniseries on Disney plus for alienation. We're on the pulse of it, gentlemen. Yeah. Nice. I'll be excited if they go through with it. Cause Jeff Nichols is an interesting uh, filmmaker. Yeah. Um, right on. Yeah. Check out either midnight, uh, midnight special or take shelter. Yeah, good guy. Good director. And then go back and listen to our alienation episode. If you haven't already got to. That's it's a, a build one. with 
<laughs> hey, when did we do that one, John? How long What's ago that? was that? It was like two, like weeks, two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. It seemed recent. Yeah, it was fairly recent. Uh, oh, um, it seems like I do spend a lot of time talking about this one movie that I like just for the sake of it. It's that Wolf of Snow Hollow. I think I might, I've already mentioned it. Maybe. Did I say it earlier? I don't know. Maybe I said it before the show. But um, so it's hard to send your friend a movie like an on demand. Like if you just want to send somebody something, it's like you can maybe get an Amazon gift card, but you can't go to like Voodoo and just buy them Voodoo credits. And you can't go to like uh, Amazon Prime and just be like, I want to give this one movie away to my buddy. Um, So even the Psycho Gorman, I was like, how do I get these guys to get this movie so that we can talk about it? And I'm like, okay, well, ultimately I just PayPal'd my buddies to watch this movie when like, it should be a lot easier to send those video on demands. And then Dave, Dave got real dangerous as he likes to do. He sent me this thing <laughs> about like these websites that buy and sell on demand video codes. And I'm like, how legal can that be for, for them to have this kind of market <laughs> set up online? And then I look into it and it was like, so the code comes with something that you buy. Like if you buy a movie, you might get a code or if you buy a DVD, you get a code. But then if this, how to geek article, like how to geek.com or whatever had this great article and I was reading it and they like illustrate like what the, the rights that you have to do with whatever by looking up like general law codes and and civil codes and copyright codes they put together this pretty nifty article it was it essentially boils down to this like you buy something you have the right to do with whatever you want but then if somebody then buys it from you and they're not the originator of this code um because it came with whatever it was sold for they're in more of a pickle than you are right so just generally like which side of the argument of this are you guys on like uh nikki lates like what's your opinion on like swapping codes and stuff and like having these websites that are just like yeah yeah you want to you want a movie code and then you buy it from them and then you use it i i say do it i mean they make it so complicated like you said it's too hard to like hey i I want you to watch this movie i i'm all for this site yeah like i like this movie and i want you to be able to watch it so let me get you this rental but then like you can't even give somebody a rental yeah, I, I'm all for this. I, I think it's a good idea. Dave, what, do you, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I clearly sent you to the website, so I, I don't have Boom. a problem with it. <laughs> so I bought I bought many digital copies this way. A lot of times they like their mom and pop shops that like, you know, sell off the codes or thing or people who just bought it and don't want the code, so they sell it to somebody. Yeah. Dave just Dave, you just dropped the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam, you want you want to weigh in on this one? Yeah, this is a travesty, guys. You guys are just you're destroying the movie industry. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm just joking. <laughs> guys, oh, so, like yeah, you get the code. You want to sell off the code, keep the hard copy, and have somebody else watch it online. No biggie. I mean, I don't think uh, some of the bigger institutions or would might be happy. They might look at it as some kind of cheating loophole, or I don't know how they can make that case. To be honest with you, now, this is perfectly fine. Like a, a secondary market is fine, you know. It's weird. Like I don't want to really break the rules, but I do want to watch movies, and I want it to be easy to watch the movies. And like I love video on demand. I love the consumer. It's a consumer market now. It's like, it's it's like you know they say like oh it's a buyer's market for houses or no it's a seller's market for houses or like there's a lot of things that are out of our control as consumers. But like on demand stuff is is mostly pro consumer except for like expiring video on demands like mulan on disney plus or oh something. i hate it's, that you know, like so that's a problem that's crooked. Yeah, you can watch our you can watch wonder woman 2 but only for 30 days and then if you didn't see it in theater or whatever now you got to wait for the regular release whatever 
something like that, you know, is an issue. But I don't like like long term rentals. Like I, I'm cruising through my uh, Comcast DVR, right, of things that I purchased for my kids, and like the movies are okay. gone, right? Really? Like, uh, yeah. I, I, or, there's, yeah. Or there's comedy that I like about the guys that it's called Let's Be Cops, and the two buddies pretend to be mm-hmm. cops in L.A. Remember that one? Yeah. Movie with Damon <laughs> Wayne's son. What's his name? Um, Damon Wayne's Jr. Is it? Da- so they is just it erased it. it. And uh, and, uh, and Joshua Jackson? No, he's the guy from Dawson's Creek. Oh, Nick. Uh, Nick. Um... Well, he plays in a character named Nick, but his name is like. Oh, you're right. Uh, Jake Johnson. Yeah, Jake Johnson. Anyway, they're really funny in this movie, and like I, I swear I bought that like three years ago. I went in through. I was cruising through it. I'm like, oh, it's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So sure. I'm like, wow. Um. Yeah. Well, the concept of the long term rental is like really like so. So essentially, you don't own any of your your video on demands, even if you are the direct consumer. None of it. You don't really own any of them. Unless you own a physical copy like Dave over there. Yeah. yeah. And, and all that, that, problem, yeah. that. That bums me out and kind of gets oh. under under my skin a little bit. But Yeah, uh, are we the last generation that can, like, grab clips easily and, and show off, like, cinema techniques or have a film professor, like, show off how a filmmaker did a, a specific kind of scene or whatever, like... Now you got to ask, how do you even get a copy in the future? How do you even teach a class? Like, well, oh, that's something that that um, you might be touching on something else that I was thinking about. Like, you know, Dave was saying before the show, he watched the documentary behind the scenes to get ready for tonight's episode for the main feature we're talking about, right? Mm. Yeah. So, a lot of video on demand has no features. There are no sucks. behind the scenes instructions. There's no like, as as Adam just said, how the filmmaker did something. Like, where's all that stuff going to go? It's almost like you could have an on-demand feature, like a service where it just shows you that stuff. Here's all the featurettes. It's the featurette channel. You know what I mean? Like, just like all that stuff. Uh, some services carry uh, some features, but like, it's not every single thing. Well, oh I God. guess in theory, he could bring in like the video unit and then I'll just have like five or six different like films and then he'll like, type it in and then pull the movie up and then fast forward it to the, you know, the right minute or whatever, and then play it for the class. But well, another thing that blows my mind is editing a movie, editing a movie after the fact, many years later, that, that, on the yeah. version of release that it is, you know? Like, oh yeah. Well, how are you going to have the old copy? If nobody has any of the old copies, they could change anything. They could delete anything. Well, they any change old Star Wars like every two years. That's, That's true. Yeah. Did you, so, did, did you hear about the project where the guy restored the original Star Wars? No. And he, he, he released he it. About that, I think. It, it, it's amazing. It's it, it's starkly different. There's shots in there I've never seen in any of the redos. It's wow. Really fantastic. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, and it's you know it's all stuff that we could go out and make if we had enough time in a really cool garage. We're getting along <laughs> the news headline section. All right. Um, <laughs> here we go. You guys ready for this? All right. I'm going to tell the story, so hold on to your hats. Okay. I'm ready. I'm holding it. Yeah. Tonight's movie is a hidden gem among horror movie rentals. I think people know of it, but they're still questioning whether or not to watch it. This movie has a great director, great actors, and a great premise. The script survived many changes, but still had enough lifeblood beating through it through all the different cuts, and the score is also well done. Somehow the movie attracted a handful of talented filmmakers, 
and then got shelved for two years, bought by another studio and released on video as the biggest hit from Trimark, originally owned by New World. Um, of course, I'm talking about Warlock 1989. This is what the movie's about. In 17th century New England, witch hunter G- or Giles Redfern, played by Richard Grant, captures an evil warlock played by Julian Sands, but the conjurer eludes death with supernatural help. Flung into the future, the warlock winds up in the 80s and plans to bring about the end of the world. Redfern follows the enchanter into the modern era and continues his mission, but runs into trouble because he's not used to the future. With the help of a young woman played by Laurie Singer, can Redfern defeat the warlock? That's the question of the movie. Directed by Steve Miner. If you remember, he did Friday the 13th Part 2. Friday the 13th Part 3, he did House. He did Forever Young. He did My Father the Hero. He was actually the second unit director on Night of the Creeps, which we Whoa. watched last week. Um, he did Halloween H2O, Lake Placid. Then later on in his career, he gets nominated for some Emmys. He worked on Wonder Years, actually. Um, and then oh, worked wow. in, he's still working into the 2000s. So what's interesting about him is he looked at the script and he could recognize that the main characters being both the warlock and the witch hunter are fresh off the boat from England in colonial American time. So he had the good sense to get some amazing British actors. Now, Julian Sands <clears throat> sits on the script for a while, assuming that this is the run of a mill slasher material. And then he understands, no wait, it has a dark sense of humor running through the whole tone of the story. Uh, Richard Grant supposedly first came in for the warlock part and then gets the chance to play the hero. Again, his name is Giles Redfern. Um, one thing that actually bothers me and kind of bums me out is if it's true, it's a rumor. I don't know if this is actually trivia or this really happened. Supposedly Lori Singer was, she's the third lead. Supposedly she's mad about the makeup artists uh, and wants them to get rid of all the prosthetics that they use because she gets cursed in the movie. It's an, it's a slow killing age curse where she's going to age 20 years every day until she dies essentially from old age. But she thought the makeup was hideous, which it should be. It's a horror movie. And so she ditched the makeup that they made, which is a problem because when people watch this movie, if you look at the reviews online and and like when it came out, is they complained about the the makeup effects on Laurie Singer's character. It's kind of like a oh duh thing. Yeah, if you ditch the makeup that they spent the time working on and you half-ass it, yeah, it's gonna be a complaint. But um if we get back into the screenwriting for a second, because it's it's well written as well. David Tuhi, he's a good writer. I probably butchered his name, but whatever. Um, he's got genre credits like Pitch Black, Critters 2, Fugitive, G.I. Jane, etc. Supposedly, he spends like six to eight weeks writing the Warlock as a persecuted protagonist during the Salem witch trial era, but then they flipped it. They added time travel, and then instead of being a doomed hero, the Warlock becomes the villain. I think that Warlock movie would be so interesting, and maybe they can make it, I don't know, one day, like, go the other way, the way they intended, and still make it a horror film might be interesting. Um, if like the witch hunters are bad. Uh, so they shot the movie in three historic locations, the original Plymouth plantations, which actually been in Massachusetts since about the 1600s, the George Washington Faulkner house, which is the, one of the only colonial designed homes in California. Um, that's where they shot like all the barn and stuff and everything with the Mennonites in the movie. And then, um, the Bonneville salt flats, which are in Utah outside of salt Lake, which is like, well, according to the movie, like the most salt in the in the world. I don't know if that's true, but the, the salt flats are there. Um, and then Jerry Goldsmith, this is for you, Nick, since you love scores. Oh, I do. He actually made a score um, a little bit longer than the actual runtime of the movie, and they had to cut his score down to fit the, the length of the movie. Damn shame. Damn <laughs> shame. The music's actually really Crazy good. Crazy like, how they used to do that. The movie, yeah. the movie is holding up because of the 
the actors, but the special effects are obviously outdated, but the score, the music still holds up. Jerry Goldsmith's incredible. Yeah, Yeah. you can't go wrong. And then what's the legacy of this movie? So there's two sequels, one with the original Warlock actor, Julian Sands, which is called Warlock 2, The Armageddon, or just Warlock, The Armageddon, depending on which version you see. There was a novelization, which I didn't even know until I started looking up the trivia. Um, In my notes, I forgot to mention there was a video game made for Sega and Super NES, which I tried once, but I didn't have it in my personal collection. But it'd be fun to dig up that game on like an emulator. Really? Uh, do you remember that game, John? I don't. I don't even it's remember. It's based it. on part two. You plays the. I don't want to give. I might ruin. Okay. okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Have you guys seen Warlock Two or no? I, I haven't watched it yet. I'm not going to talk about the game right now because it'll ruin the plot of Warlock Two. I didn't want to get the two movies mixed uh, up for this. So. So then, there's a mini series now. They cross uh, movie franchises. They have like a four issue comic book called Leprechaun versus Warlock. And it's yeah, from the Leprechaun weird. movies, you know, Warwick Davis. Those yeah. So it's Leprechaun versus Warlock. And uh, and now here's, and the, okay, now this is really skeevy. Some asshole defense attorney in Canada blames the movie because his client is guilty of killing, uh, like a teenager killed another teenager or, kill, or killed his friend's little brother or something like that. It's a horrible crime. Don't get me wrong. It's a horrible crime. But the defense attorney blaming the movie this is bullshit. It's like when um, kids were something happened in the nineties and they blame Mortal Kombat for for something else. You know, like or, or yeah. Beavis and Butthead yeah. doing the yeah. fire fire. Yeah, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's not going to sour the movie for us. We're going to keep trucking along. Uh, let's go to first impressions. I'm glad I got all that trivia out. If people don't know Warlock, maybe they'll tune in now. But anyway, <laughs> let's go to let's ju- let's jump right in. Uh, yeah. Nikki Nikki Lates, first impressions of Warlock. Um. I saw this as a kid. I really liked it. It's really dated now for me. But like you said, I love Jerry Goldsmith's score. And I really love Julian Sands. Like that guy just steals the show in this movie. That's my first impression. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, damn, Nick, I could almost say what you just said verbatim because I did see this as a kid. My dad rented this on HS. Um, I saw the second one in the theater, which we'll talk about next week. Um, but I agree. Like uh, watching it this time, my first impression in years of watching it is it's not as good as I remember. Right? <laughs> not bad. Like, not I bad. remember liking it way more. Yeah. Wow. You guys, uh, you guys are being really judgy. Uh, I want to <laughs> say, in a bad way, like this movie is alive. I don't care what either you think. Like this Bring is it. good. I had a lot of fun. I, I thought. There's no way in the world I would characterize it as not as good as I remember. But for mm-hmm. me, but I wasn't you... allowed to watch this movie when I was little. <laughs> so <laughs> I, so I just... I'm watching it for the first time, getting a big kick out of it. So is this like paying off like a 30-year-old anticipation of like, yeah, I finally get to watch Warlock? <laughs> it, it was. I was like, oh, this is like a no-no thing. It actually added to it. And I kind of one... like... Adam Bet calls me in the middle of the night to check in and make sure he's not being naughty when he watches these movies. He calls me <laughs> to watch this now. I'm such a naughty boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I should be watching this. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it makes it better. It does. It's like, uh-oh. Is, is mom going to come home and catch me watching this thing? So, she's not really coming home. I'm, I'm not with mom. Okay. You're <laughs> the binge watchers crew, and we'll be right back after these messages. All right. Is Stars worth subscribing to? 
Absolutely. Stars is a premium movie movie channel that includes access to hit movies as well as to original programming. American Gods just launched season three. It has classic stars hits like Spartacus, Black Cells, Ash vs. Evil Dead, Magic City, and The White Queen, as well as delivering comedy classics this month like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. There is a deep catalog of Golden Age TV hits as well, such as The Jeffersons, Magnum P.I., Different Strokes, and The A-Team. However, answer the question for yourself, because we cannot hook you up with a seven-day free trial so you can cram as many laughs into a week of binge-watching as long as you clear your stay-at-home schedule. Just visit the link on our website for details at www.bwpodcast.com forward slash stars offer. This is a paid link. We are supported by sponsors as well as affiliate links to keep this podcast rolling. <laughs> Dylan O'Brien stars in Love and Monsters out now on Blu-ray and 4K Ultra HD. Certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, this fun-filled adventure delivers epic action and laughs as a young man makes a dangerous journey in a monster-infested world to be with the girl of his dreams. Own Love and Monsters now on Blu-ray, 4K, and digital. Rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. We also have a contest going on right now, so you can win a copy of Love and Monsters. Get the details on our website, but essentially tell us what you love about our show in a 30-second video for our social media page. This runs until Valentine's Day. And now, back to the show for our favorite bits. (laughs) Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> that was amazing. Dave, that was so exciting. I want to immediately subscribe for stars and go buy this fucking movie, Love and Monsters. Yeah, <laughs> it is fun. Oh, it's shit. Fantastic. Okay, yeah. As as Adam said, we were writing our favorite bits. Oh, but you know what I was going to write in? You guys should tell me your favorite bits and then your binge now, binge later scale, you know? Uh, oh, at the end of your favorite bit. At the Sorry, end of Okay. Um. Okay. My favorite bit is the the tongue scene. Oh yeah, like I just remember that that was another scene. It's so weird. I have so much memories as of this movie as a kid, but I still think that scene is really great. Where the tongue goes in the stove. I, I really love that scene. That's my favorite bit. But but also, uh, John, you're talking about the Warlock game. Um, it is on Super NES and Genesis. I was just looking at it right now. It actually looks like a fun game. Yeah, Ooh, I actually have a video game system. I might have to find that. <laughs> it's on. Jer- <laughs> wow. I, you, you you sparked my interest. I'm like, wait, a, there was a warlock game, and it's like, it's, so you guys I, won't endorse the movie, but you'll go look for the fucking game. I think so. Yeah, I'm actually it's excited. Not as, good as I remember, but I can't wait to play the play the game. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much, love yes. It. So, what's your what's your scale? Binge now, binge later, binge never. Uh, I would say, uh, I'd say binge. Uh, what is it? Binge never, right? No, I would. Uh, no, no, I would say no. I would say oh. binge, binge later. This binge okay. now. Arachnophobia oh. with Julian Sands because he's really good in that. And then binge never. I would say uh, Warlock three. From what I've heard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I've heard. I don't know. It's garbage, but I'm a. You know, I'm, I'm just being, doesn't I, have Julian Sands and he sells the warlock. Yeah, and he he's the warlock. So yeah. yeah, it was one of those straight to video. Let's just a hunt for a warlock. A little bit more out of the title, and it's no. Bruce Payne, and he doesn't. I don't believe he's magical. I can't handle that movie. I just 
Yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna even watch it. That's why it's I'm not gonna watch bad. Watch the Hobbit over and over again, but it's pretty close. Who mm. <laughs> says whatever? I don't. What? Okay, Dangerous Dave, your favorite bit. Well, let's see how dangerous you can get with your ratings. What do you got for us? Okay, so um, my favorite bit, aside from the tongue bit, is um, I don't know when he's flying around and somebody throws the uh, what is it, the weather main at him and it just really screws up his flight. Something about mm. that kind of made me giggle. <laughs> like uh, you know, I, I don't know. That's that was my favorite bit in this movie. The effects were very cheesy too, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it wasn't I mean, a whole bunch of movie. Yeah. It was a little bunch of movie of the era, so I mean, <laughs> this movie is amazing. Stop! <laughs> I'm totally hated. I'm sorry. <laughs> this like, I, no, well, I, this I actually the, uh, like, this is not the now. back in the day season finale I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still like this movie, but it's just not as good. Dude, they did yeah. not have uh, after uh, effects. Uh, double they A, made what is these your effects? Obviously, <laughs> double these A, you effects were amazing. What? No, I'm on my favorite bit now. Okay. Yeah. So I liked uh, all of the different superstitious type stuff, like like the compass and you know the weird like the weird rules. Even the, like the shackles where the thumb and the and the big toe had to be clamped down in order to stop him. They had all these weird like archaic rules. It's just like a hint of like that world, and it was very good world building stuff. But my favorite thing was when uh, he gives her the hammer and the nails. And she can hurt him by finding his footfalls and hammering the hammer into them. I loved that. I loved mm-hmm. it so much. And then he like he raised his his feet up in the air so or, or put a piece of wood on it. So that was supposed to prevent her from being able to do that to him. And then uh, she finds out where he uh, where his head hit hit the sand. And then he starts putting nails in that. And then he's screaming like the nails are going into his head. I, I love that. No, I've good. never, I've never seen anything like that before. I thought that was really fun. So that was my, my favorite scene. There's a lot of good scenes in here, and it's hard to recount every single little bit. Sure. I mean, but uh, that is a, that is a good one, actually. It's good. So I will be forced to admit that the special effects are outdated, especially with the flying stuff. Oh my god! However, however, <laughs> however, a lot of the scary stuff in this movie takes place off screen, and him interacting with the boy. Then melting the boy down oh. to create the flying spell, and he's no. drinking the boy's body fat, and he's cooking the body fat on a fire, and then later on he recharges inside the plane by sticking his hands into the lukewarm fat and and just drizzling, just like scooping it into his mouth. It's horrific, and it's one of the scariest things I think I've ever seen in a movie. The idea of like you're the eleven year old boy, especially if you're watching this movie when you're younger, you could be that boy you interacts with, right? And then, like, we need to put this into, like, a certain amount of perspective because uh, if you believe in good and evil, if you're a Christian who's alive in 2021 or were a Christian watching movies in 1989, 1990, and videos into the 90s, this movie should scare the shit out of you because this is about your enemy fighting who you love, and it's all very real. So if you take if you take it to, like, that level, the warlock is a scary fucking horror movie, right? So, to a, to so, a kid, absolutely. Like, even that part, that part of where he's like, Oh, uh, witches just like ride on bl- broomsticks, right? Mm-hmm. 
Oh and yeah, he he's laughs like, at that, that idea. Kind of yeah, like he then he says like I'm not that kind of witch, and then you go, oh, he's gonna kill the fucking kid. Here we go. This is horrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it turned I, like I threw that all in. I just threw that all in, right? I just threw it all in to like defend the movie. But my favorite bit is actually the sequence where um, I think you called them superstitions, but it's my sequence where the old hexen crafter there in the Mennonite community, or whatever. Like the old dad is like, oh, the bread won't rise. The cream is sour. The horse is sweating. Like he's just yeah. going down the list of like, like we're in trouble now. <laughs> like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the family is trying to um, protect themselves against against the witch. Is like my favorite uh, part of the movie. Um, so that's what it is. Like the that was so uh, neat and establishing those roles and having them come back and and be of relevance later is that was so much fun because that kind of lore doesn't really make it into a lot of movies. It, they you don't even need to know any lore about anything. The movie shows you everything and it shows you a whole bunch of it and they just sneak it all in. It's hmm. it I, I do like great. how they did that. Yeah. So much fun. The great props that compass was made. So cool. How they had to mount it in the car later. And you know, they're not, they're not like throwing the camera right on it, showing you do all that. That's just, you already know what it is. It's, I don't know. The, the, even the, the acting, I mean, I was immersed. I'm not gonna lie. This was a fun movie. I'm gonna actually. I'm that gonna... is that is a high point of this movie. Is actually the acting. Like the two leads are like re- really great British actors. I mean, Richard Grant was nominated for an Academy Award a few years ago. So mm-hmm. if it hadn't been them, it wouldn't have worked. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, Richard Grant is really selling this movie, man. This kind of kind of reminds me of Michael Keaton a little bit. Hmm. Like I could in see the that eyes. in that era. Yeah. yeah. Hairline, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Hairline, he looks like a like a British Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Beetlejuice, if we're talking about a wild man, wild card, can't predict. This is slowly becoming everybody's favorite segment. This is what should I watch? It's a dangerous game played by these devious individuals on this podcast. You never know if they're going to give you a point or cut your throat. Hey, Nick, what should I watch? All right, guys. I just watched this week a great series. It's the it's 1985. It's a documentary about uh, about a killer who's going in our houses at night and killing. And this guy, it's a true story about a guy who killed 30 people in LA. And it's about the detectives who are out to get this guy. And it is fascinating. It's a four part series. It's on Netflix. And the editing is amazing. The reenactments are incredible. I highly recommend it. It's called The Night Stalker. Wow. That's an interesting choice, especially considering we just talked about the warlock and he kill he's a he kills children in the movie. Yeah. The Night Stalker yeah. apparently Dude, I, terrible I, things to children as well. And also he's a Satanist. Right, mm-hmm. and he wanted to be like the embodiment of evil walking around on two legs. Dude, this guy and- was insane. Yeah. And the editing on this, I'm telling you, oh my gosh, dude, I, the music, even if you don't, the music, did you watch it, Dave? Yeah, see, I don't know if I, how do I give you a point? Because I've already, I yeah, but Dave, you're also talking, thinking about the audience perspective too, like, you have to give them a point. How do you not give them a point? You have well, to yeah, I mean, I, I'd say the audience needs to watch it. It is it, actually, it's like it feels like a Michael Mann directed movie. It really does. Like, I've never seen it. If I hadn't seen it yet, so I would have just like, you got to think of, you got to like purge your mind. Like, so he told us about it 
we hadn't seen it yet, would you then go and see it? That's how you decide. Yeah, I think. based, oh, based on what I told you. Yeah. No, it has to be like a judge that's that recuses themselves because they're related to who's on trial. And like, one of us can't to... play the game. One of us has to sit out and just judge the others. I think so. Yeah. Mm. Or we stop playing the no, game. Yeah, I think. Talk about what everybody I wants. think. I, well, I, I think, think we're gonna figure out the, the rules over time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We have to pick. <laughs> You have to pick something that you you think that, that they might not have seen. And actually, oh, that's you know, why, and that's why I picked it because they give them a point. It's got to be a lot easier than this, so we can't be that judgmental and we can't be that okay, okay, ruthless with the if, point. Give Nick like, a point, even though you just watched it and you know he's okay. getting my point. I'm giving him a point. I just thought it was rude that Dave wouldn't give him a point. That's I, well, I, uh, I, I, oh, I can. Oh, and yeah. the, and I accuse yourself, Dave. Uh, you know, you gave. I don't know. I, I gave them, I gave them the point after the fact because I okay. realized like based okay, on his well, enthusiasm. Nick, you got two points. Got okay, two we have points. different scorecards on my scorecard, Nick. <laughs> like uh you have one wow. point because I'll I would watch it based on what you said. But I don't okay. think their points count. And they're giving you three, I'm giving you one. I'm just, I'm just keeping no, no, my own scorecard. We, we only have one point each to give. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what's no, going on. I know, on but I'm just saying on my scorecard, Dave gets one. <laughs> on your scorecard, you're giving him all three. No, I'm not giving him three points. No, he I just want a fair total. scorecard according he to my rules. Has a total of three points. I got three points. Yeah. No, I know, but on my scorecard, you got one. Oh my one. god! Hey, Dave, what did you watch? <laughs> oh my lord! Um, <laughs> all right. So I already figured I'm going to lose this week, so I'm just going to say the best thing I've seen this week besides Psycho. Now Girl you Man. are. Don't act like yeah. Don't act like. Come in confident, Dave. No, like, no, no. Right. Yeah, get the girl, over. Dave. Get the girl. I'm going like, to win this shit. Yeah. All right. So it's a little movie called Warlock 3, The End of Innocence. No, not really. What the? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I did watch that, but no, that is not what I'm suggesting. Oh, no, uh, uh, no actually, um, I've dipped my toes into something I've been meaning to for a long time. So I finally broke down and watched Buster Keaton movies this week. Never watched oh, wow. them. Loved, loved Charlie Chaplin. Never watched Buster Keaton. The General. I'm telling you guys, this is like the best movie I've seen in a long time. Like you could see modern action movies taken from this movie. I see speed in this. I see Mad Max Fury Road. You call me crazy, but it's true. Like this is kind of the birth of action movies and it's a comedy. It's, it's freaking hilarious. Which Buster Keaton did you watch? Um, I watched a few, but the one I'm suggesting is the general. That's the one the where he has about the train. The yeah. train. Yeah. So he has to go get his train from, well, that's a funny. We won't get into politics, but he's for the South, and he has to go get it back from the North in Civil War times. But um, yeah, dude, I mean, it is just like for a, for a nearly hundred year old movie, it still moves along. It's quick. It moves. It's hilarious. I, I man, like take a chance on a ninety five year old movie. It's really good. Well, that's like, too mainstream for my blood. I'm out. Oh, uh, mainstream. <laughs> what? Mainstream. Wait, I'm I'm sold because you know what? I can hear. In Dave's voice, his passion, and I and I do know, like, by based on what he's talking about, I've, I, if you know what you know, you sold me on Dave. Speed and Mad Max Fury Road took ideas from this. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm in. So yeah, you got a point. Oh, for that's me. actually pretty creative that he actually mentioned modern you know, equivalencies. Yeah, it was just like these movies stole from from this movie, The General. So I, you got my point, Dave. You got one with me. Woo. Okay, uh, 
They John, shoved this are... movie down my throat in film school, so I, I just am tired of this movie. Oh, really? Okay. See, I didn't get I got Charlie okay, Chaplin shoved at me. You can't judge it based on that, John. Yeah, I'm based right, on right, I'm undoing my argument I made a few Yeah, I'm based, we're based on what Dave said. <laughs> All right, yeah. Dave, you got a point, you jerk. Oh, oh so it's a high okay. scoring game. Wow. Okay, so check it out. I'm gonna give Dave three quarters of a point. Three quarters. I didn't I get we him last week. Yeah, dude, give we can't one... do three quarters. It's too hard to tabulate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you do like half or one. Or hear, yeah, okay, look. Okay, I'm giving you half a point from a time a previous game that I didn't give you a full point on, and I'm gonna give you my full point on this Wait, one. You can, we can now bring points in from other rounds. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing it out there. You could say no to that. I just want to give him more than one because I would. I wanted to watch this a long time ago, but you know, I never made the effort. And uh, it was in the the Buster Keaton documentary that I watched to somewhere in Hollywood. And uh, so this is uh, his pitch was like, "Wow, yeah, yeah. I would have watched it even if this is the only thing I heard. I thought he did a great job. It, it's it, it sounds juicy. I really want to watch it. Absolutely, one Ooh. point plus whatever, dude. Like we're what are, wow. uh, so we've only done two people, and Dave and I are both tied with three. <laughs> we don't have a protocol for tie-breaking. No, I, I guess not. Yeah. We're going to invent it here yes, in do. a minute. They'll have to give us another watch. That's yeah, you, you guys got to up the game now. Oh, man. Let's see if we can. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Adam. What did you watch? Okay. I watched uh, a film about a, a demented young man who, who uh, listens to his teddy bear uh, tell him to do things. Uh, and basically he's got a lot of enemies. He's an introvert and he starts bringing random people that he, he doesn't like to a pit he found, he found in the woods and he ends up pushing all these people into this pit. And, uh, one by one, he's picking them off and there's, there's gore, there's fun. It's strange. Uh, it's unpredictable. It's a fun horror movie. It's called The Pit. Yeah. And psychotic teddy bear telling you what to do. I mean, you you sold me on the teddy bear telling somebody what to do like that. That right there is enough for me. And you sold me on like that. He takes people to some pits pit and throws them in. And I'm intrigued by whatever the pit is. The pit is. So I'll give you a point. Yeah. There's more to the pit. I'm just I'm not. Oh, no, but I'm not. No, but yeah, I'm intrigued this, by what you said. You, yeah. you gave me a you you just like touched my nipple a little. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, there, there is some nipple touching in the movie. Oh so wow. Okay. You, yeah. You're gonna be further rewarded, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Adam, you got three points. Wait, really? What? 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 Oh my god, is this gonna Dude. be like an all like three star movie? Literally, okay. okay every... You're about to fuck me over right now on purpose. Yeah. Oh, John. What if what if zero, John, zero, like, zero, what if John gets zero? How sad would that be? <laughs> Just start <laughs> off by saying my movie's the best movie this week. <laughs> Greatest movie of the century. Wow. So I watched a movie called Black Sea with Jude Law and Ben Mendelssohn. It's a submarine movie, it's an underwater thriller. What's it called? Um, what? What's it called again? I didn't hear the. Oh, Black Sea, like okay, the Black Sea, where it takes place. So these out of work sailors from both the Scottish Navy and the former Soviet Navy, um, they're out of work, and then they hear about this Russian. No, they hear about a uh, Nazi gold buried in, in the bottom of the Black Sea, and they they go to retrieve it, 
And it's kind of like, as soon as the movie starts, you know things are going to go wrong, and then it just kind of ratchets up the tension. And you're kind of watching like a what would be like a car accident in slow motion because you just know it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And they're at the bottom of the ocean in a really crappy submarine. And, you know, it gets greedy. It's a thriller and it's claustrophobic. So, Black Sea. I'm sold. I'm I'm a big submarine guy. So that's all you had to say for me. I You got a point. As soon as you said submarine, it became like 100% more interesting. Yeah, and then yeah. you're describing about the like, yeah, you, a train wreck, and you're like, oh shit, they're underwater. Yeah, you got me. I got one on you. Yeah, I'll give you a point. This is one I I had heard about a while ago, and I forgot. And John bringing it up and talking about it with enthusiasm, like, ah, I need to check that out. So yeah, I've actually never heard of this movie. This is fascinating. I love submarine movies. This oh, I forgot crazy. to mention they just dropped it on Netflix too, so it's actually oh, available now. Son of a gun. Well, right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Like if if the movie you had picked was was called Red Sea, I'd be like, nah. But since it was Black Sea, you get a point. Uh, gentlemen, uh, we all have three, so it's <laughs> that's a perfect game. <laughs> wow, that was a perfect game. I don't even know what to do. Wow, oh, we can't even. I think that just means the audience. Is we rewarded. fight each other now. What are we supposed to do? Yeah, what do we uh, do? Yeah, we have to go to like a lightning round. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, Uncle Peckerhead, Amazon.com. This is how we're going to do the tiebreaker. This is how, well, okay, we can be happy and say it's a season finale and just leave it alone. And we all have the maximum number of points and we share. Or if we go to a tiebreaker lightning round, it's what are you going to watch next? And whoever has the most exciting what's on their playlist then wins the round. Shoot, I wasn't ready for that. I don't no, even no, know what I'm going to watch next. Can yeah. I augment that idea? No, no. <laughs> It's the same idea you just said, but it's out of the movies that we all told told each other. Which one are we going to watch first? Oh, that that could work. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, that actually works good. Okay. Oh, I'm oh. down for that. Okay, and I already know which one I'd want to watch. So I already got Adam's mine. a dangerous chess player because I think he knows that, we're going to go in for that. His was selections. really a good. That was really good. That was really good, Adam. Actually, I. And I think we're going to be able to really hone that down. All right. Okay. Who goes, who goes well, I think we then? have to repeat the titles. Uh, John was Black Sea. Yeah. Mine was The Pit. Uh, My, mine was Night Stalker documentary. Okay. And Dave was, uh, what was it? The General? The General. Buster Keaton. All right. Who goes first? John. Well, I've already seen the Night Stalker, and I'm tired of the general, so like I'm gonna go watch the pit. Yay! <laughs> One for Adam. Um, I I've already seen the Night Stalker. Um, I might watch Wait, Black Sea but... first. Right. Whoa! Oh, that's a good one. Okay, we're still tied. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam, you go. Okay. Um, the Night Stalker sounded interesting. Um, and the general has been on my, uh, you know, I really love Dave's pitch on it, but I think I would probably watch Black Sea. Ooh. Uh, son of a bitch, John, you won this game. I was going to say the same thing. Oh, damn. I would love wow. to hear your guys' mini review. If you guys have a chance to watch it this week, 
I'd love to come back next week and see like what you guys thought of this movie. Yeah, I love submarine movies, and I'm like, son of a gun. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. See, I would have. Oh, like, I'm a huge submarine. submarine I, I, I watched. I watched documentaries on submarines. Like, I, I'm oh, fascinated shit. by submarines. Yeah. Have, have you seen that commercial water? where it says, uh, "Who else what? reads books about submarines?" My dad. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm a dad now, so whatever. <laughs> have you seen Underwater, Dave? Oh, me? Yeah, I saw that earlier last year. Oh, okay. Not bad. I liked it. What about Nick? Have you seen Underwater? What's Underwater? No, I, I don't think even we know. talked about. Did we bring that up on a past episode? Did we? What, what's it about again? We compared it to some other movie, I think. Underwater is like a thriller where um, they wake something up. It's a little bit like that Deep Rising movie from Sean Cunningham. Like okay. they wake oh, up uh, oh, a uh, monstrosity and it comes after them. But it's in Underwater. Six. It's more based on like H.P. Lovecraft type shit. Okay. Oh snap! Yeah. I'm gonna watch it. You haven't seen Underwater. Take it away yet? from Black sea. Oh. <laughs> You can't. You, you can't do that. Win. You still win. You still win. It doesn't matter. He's just gonna watch a different submarine movie to spite you. Like, all Actually, right, so I'll just change my vote to the general. Let me, let me put Das Boot in. Okay, there you yeah. go. <laughs> oh, Das Boot. That's a good movie. That is a good one. It's crazy. That's the only that one based on like a real life tragic yeah. event. I think. Yeah, it is. Most summary movies are made up. If I think about the ones that are like, um, Hunt Alpha, for Red October, yeah, made up. Yeah. Uh, Crimson Tide, made up. I think. Yeah, yeah, I and, think uh, I think that's totally based on a real, real thing from what I remember. Game of Thrones, made up. <laughs> and that, and that <laughs> was remembers during... a submarine episode of Game of Thrones. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, where all the dragons are like <laughs> pushed into the submarine. What was that, Dave? I said, oh, the submarine ride at Disneyland, totally fake. I know. Oh, yeah. The bubbly window. You know what? I love that ride, though, man. It was good. Going into the lagoon uh, and then then having seen all the Jaws movies, I'm like, where are you, bud? I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready. I love the big whale, Monstro. He's just poking out and all happy. Oh, I forgot about that from uh, Pinocchio. Yeah. They have a giant monstro out there uh, near the entrance of the ride, I, I believe. Huh. Yeah. I miss that place. Too bad they're closing it down, huh, Disney? I have Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Sign of yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, uh, feels like it's winding down. Nick, you want to? Sounds good. Yeah. Well, guys, don't uh, don't forget to visit us on social Drop us an email or reach out with a movie request or review. But tune in next week because we're going to talk about bad romances in Warlock 2. We're switching gears and going to a month filled with bad romances, bromances, and bad friendships. This is Nikki T saying, lights. All right. That's it, baby. I almost, I almost wanted to laugh, not to be a dick, and like, well, really switching gears and going from Warlock One to Warlock. Two. I know. I was switching I, gears. When, first time I read my line, I'm like, what up, Warlock Two is a. You know what's funny, Nick? Every time you do the official ending, they still want to talk. Have you noticed that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I want to talk. I wanted to make a Lady Gaga joke, but I, I got to keep going. Late, late, late. Yeah. Well, even later than now. Later than late. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> that's good stuff, guys. We are switching gears, David. 
The theme of Warlock <laughs> Two has nothing to do with the theme of Warlock One. I'll find out. Isn't I, haven't Warlock seen it. I haven't seen it forever. Huh. Caught in a bad rom, caught in a bad romance. Warlock Two. Isn't that the subtitle? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, Warlock Two: The Armageddon slash Bad Romance. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way to. That is what a bad romance is. It's a personal Armageddon. I'm having so many thoughts that I can't share or I'll spoil the plot of Warlock 2. Okay, good. I, good, I mean, I actually saw this in the theater with my dad. My dad never took us to kids' movies. He's like, I want to see this. You're coming with us. All right. <laughs> Nikki Lates. Yeah. Said, Lates. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Lates. I heard him. He, he did say it. Yeah. So this is all just extra. Okay, yeah. I'm going like I thought. I thought we were done. I didn't know. Oh no, <laughs> no we're not. We're never yeah, done. I guess not. We're never done. Yeah. We get in the pot and we go and go and go. Minute fifty-seven. I want to break an even hour if we're going to do it. You know. Oh, Wait, so we have like we five minutes of banter now. I wish Look. we had like a timer. I so we or maybe you I'll do like a see the timer. I'm the only one that can see the clock. I guess. Damn. Yeah, but it. No, but it's well, not I can see the live timer. But if you say go, I can like set a watch or something, you know. Hey, look, me and Nick were uh, texting each other to make sure John <laughs> won the favorite, like the what should I watch game. Okay, yeah, we, we went. We were feeling bad for you, John. Yeah, yeah, we're actually both going to see the general. Oh, you guys just ruined the whole last half hour. Of the show. <laughs> we're not we're gonna, gonna know if you're totally bullshitting or if you're we're gonna. Really, really we're gonna crazy. watch the general and then we're gonna watch Hobbit. Oh, God. Adam, you were really confused me at first. I'm like, whatever you want. Nobody watch any of those movies. Just go watch <laughs> Underwater and then watch Warlock Two and come back next week. We're gonna. We're only gonna watch Hobbit up until.